0: Hello, welcome to the Madison Story Slam podcast. It's me, the host, Adam Rosted, bringing you something a little bit new today. Uh, I have decided that I would like to try and do one episode every week, regardless of whether or not I have a guest. And you guessed it, uh, today I do not have a guest, so you're going to just have to listen to me ramble. I'm going to try and keep these episodes shorter to about 30 minutes or so. Uh, really, we'll see how long I'm able to talk. Hey, uh, just in case you're gonna turn this off right after the intro, next Story Slam is February 20th, the theme is road trips, we really hope we see you there. Anyway, um, we'll be at the Wilmar there, let's get this show started. Okay, so, you know, right off the bat, this is Madison Story Slam, Uh, That is the name of our podcast, as you know, and uh, it really wouldn't be an episode worth sharing if I uh, if I didn't have a story to tell. So um, I actually had something very interesting happen to me last week, maybe two weeks ago. Actually, Uh, for those of you who don't know, I uh, during my full time job, my full time employment, I am a social worker uh, for people with uh, developmental disabilities. I work with adults. Uh, who have a a wide range of, of disabilities. Um, a lot of, uh, people who are autistic or, uh, just, just all that kind of whole spectrum. Um, and so what I do is I, I go to work with these people and, um, they have a lot of times it's menial labor jobs, such as dishwashing or laundry, folding towels, uh, helping out in, in kitchens, preparing food. um but uh so i go with them I, my my title is job coach so i i go with them and make sure that they understand their job and that they are then doing their job uh it's it's a great job it's uh very stressful at times depending on what consumer you're with that day which apparently apparently uh consumer is the preferred term these days i i used to drive for uh paratransit company in town and paratransit is where you you drive people with disabilities around the city and drop them off. Uh and we always used the, the term client. Uh when I got hired in my current position, they told me that client um is considered uh too clinical and and not personal enough. And so they told me that the the word, the proper term is consumer now. Because apparently uh, consumer is less clinical sounding and more personal, and I I disagreed. I I felt like consumer felt like they were just uh, a robot, and uh, I felt like client did have a personal touch. But uh, so depending on what consumer you're with, um, your your day could vary uh, quite quite a lot. Some of our consumers don't have jobs, so some of them have rec time where we. Either sit at the office and and hang out with the other consumers who don't have jobs or um, when it's nicer out we can go outside i do I did a lot of fishing in the summer with one of my consumers but then uh, there are consumers who have uh who have jobs that are stressful or maybe they're they're not jobs that you would go out and get you know part of my job as a job coach is to um basically pick up the slack, uh, that, that happens with, uh, with these people. And, um, you know, I, I done, I didn't want a job working, uh, in the kitchen of a barbecue restaurant. Um, but, uh, by proxy, I have one, uh, once or twice a week. I, I go work at a barbecue restaurant and put barbecue sauce in containers and, do mashed potatoes and package up mac and cheese and just all the prep work that you would do in a normal kitchen. Um, so it's stressful in the sense that some days that you're going to do stuff that you have no interest in doing. It's stressful in the sense that you're working side by side with a person who, um, it gets stressed out themselves and they don't have or they don't know the appropriate way to express that, Um, a lot of times uh, things like if your consumer didn't get enough sleep the night before, or maybe they were rushed that morning or had some sort of, not quite argument, but something didn't, their routine was broken. That will cause uh, quite often what we would call escalation. An escalation really is, is exactly the definition of that, where things are escalated and things become um, a higher sense of chaos uh, a lot of times. We have a few different consumers who, who self-harm when they're escalated, and um, we have a number of consumers who will try to harm you. I, I actually got taken off the team of one of my consumers because he tried to stab me in the neck with a pair of scissors. And, uh, that, you know, I have no interest in being murdered on, on, on the job. So I asked my bosses to, uh, take me off this person's team. Uh, and then you have consumers who are not very high functioning. Um, we have a lot of consumers who are nonverbal and, um, confined to a wheelchair and, and really can't do much for themselves. And those are the really high stress days when you're with those uh, with those guys it's um it's difficult because um, you have to do all the work you have to deal with their compulsions um, if they're ambulatory and things like that so it's it's pretty high stressful um, dur- during the times that it is stressful if that makes sense I would say a, a good uh, majority of my job is pleasant and and even I would say even boring because there's a lot of time where I'm with a high functioning consumer who doesn't need my help. Uh, they can do their job. They've been doing their job for 10 years and they don't need my help. They basically just need me there to make sure they're staying on task. So there's a good portion of my job that is spent with me dicking around on my phone or listening to podcasts. Um, speaking of which I have a, uh, I have a uh, hat, a couple different hats um, from a, a company called Bee Headwear, and um, they they do not sponsor this show. If they would like to, they they are more than uh, more than welcome to reach out. Uh, but what they do is they make uh, Bluetooth beanies, uh, so they're like winter hats. I think they have a few different types of products. But uh, so there's two tiny Bluetooth speakers in this hat, and uh, I just connect it to my phone and wear that hat all day and listen to podcasts, and it is a freaking lifesaver, let me tell you, Uh, because my job, like I said, oftentimes is just quite boring. I'm just sitting around making sure uh, my consumer isn't running away, isn't doing a job they're not supposed to do, isn't harming themselves, things like that. So one of these days that I was with uh, a high-functioning consumer who knows his job very well, uh we got done working and um had some time to kill before he had to be home. He had to be home around four o'clock and uh we you, you don't wanna get home too early with these guys because their home staff um as much as my job is stressful home staff's job is is ten times as stressful at times um because you live with these guys and have to deal with personal cares. Uh, a lot of our consumers um, need, need assistance showering or going to the bathroom. Really simple things that we take for granted every day. And uh, let me tell you, I know from experience that home staff really um, consider their off time as sacred so if you show up early with a consumer when a home staff is expecting to have another 20 minutes to themselves without having to um, be staff for somebody, it really throws them off, and it you know it causes issues. So we're we're about 15 minutes early, and with this consumer, he likes to sit in the car and watch. He likes to watch cars go by. He likes to watch people walking, and he lives uh, off a semi busy street. So We park about two, three houses down from his, and we're sitting in the car listening to the radio and kind of talking. I'm playing a game on my phone. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, this nice car, newer model uh, Toyota, zooms by me and slams on the brakes about 40 feet away from me. And out jumps this young woman. Um, She's maybe 22, 25, right around in that ballpark. And, uh, you can tell that this, uh, she's got some sense of urgency for something. And, uh, she doesn't really look around or anything, but she knows I'm in my car because, and I know she knows because we locked eyes right when she jumped out. She, she, it was clear she knew I was sitting there. And, uh, this road that my, my that my consumer lives on, um, is not a divided highway. It's, it's a regular residential road, but there is a median in it, so uh, it's it's one road, but there's technically two what I would call roads, not just lanes, because the the median uh, separates it. But so she runs to the median where there's a uh, young tree sapling. It's not quite a sapling, but it's not a big thick tree. It's a younger tree. I don't know if she was trying to hide behind it. I I think she was just using it for support because she she had her hand on it. It's the kind of tree that. Um, I couldn't quite wrap my entire hand around, but I could probably wrap both my hands around it. Um, so she, well, uh, uh, she pulls down her pants and, um, squats down in the snow. This is January uh, last week of January or so, and is bracing herself against this tree and, um, how you know i didn't see what was coming out but i knew this person was pooping and uh you know i've seen i i like i said i couldn't see i couldn't see it but uh you know i've i've uh i've been on the toilet enough times to know what a person pooping looks like and i am just in utter shock i you know <laughs> i have never in my life experienced anything like this I think we've all uh, pulled over on the side of the road to pee, maybe when we were young on road trips with our parents. Um, But to have this young, professional-looking woman in a nice car jump out in in broad daylight, mind you, um, in rush hour, basically, jump out of her car and... uh, Shit all over the median of this residential neighborhood was uh, was shocking. I I just I still I I thought the whole time I was watching this because, I mean, I feel bad even saying the whole time I was watching this because, like, I couldn't look away. I uh, it's just it, it was crazy. My consumer was staring and I remember I turned over and I said his name and I was like, what? What, uh, how's it going? And, uh, he wasn't really interested in, uh, talking to me. He, he wanted to know what was going on and I couldn't drive away because I'm on the side of, of the median where I can only go one way. And if I drove, I would have to go past her and he would, he would stare and it was horrible. And, and that's what I kept thinking. I just kept, it kept popping in my mind that I was witnessing the worst moment of some, somebody's life. Like it, it never, it could never get worse than this moment. And, uh, I, 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 yeah. So she, she finishes up or I assume she does and she starts grabbing for clumps of snow. Like, uh, like, you know, how snow so, sometimes like clumps up, especially after a plows come by and it kicks up these big clumps that have been stuck together. So she she's grabbing at these clumps of snow and starts to bring them towards her. I'm assuming to clean up, if you will. And uh but the snow isn't compacted enough and so it keeps just busting up in her hands. And I can tell she's getting frustrated and uh she finally gives up defeated and uh she stands up, leaves pulls up the front of her pants. I don't know. I've never uh women, um, wear these, these stretchy pants that you can do all kinds of things with. Apparently she, she had the front of her pants all the way up, but the back of her pants were like down past her knees. I don't know. Like they must've had some crazy kind of spandex in there. And she walks back to her car and she's looking at me. She knows I'm there. She's staring at me on the walk back to her car. And uh, she opens up the door, digs around in the car, <laughs> and pulls out uh, a T-shirt. And with her back to me, uh, does the work of cleaning up. So that was the end of my day. And I, again, um, well, you know it, it wasn't the end of my day because I actually had to go to a staff meeting after that. I just couldn't believe it. I... I have heard of things like that happening. Uh I have read uh, about them happening and and people witnessing that kind of thing, but I you know, it's just crazy. Uh, I can't imagine being in that situation. Uh if you're familiar with this podcast and and with my Belvedere Oasis story, um you you would know that even using a public restroom to do that deed uh is a, a no-go for me. I can't imagine uh, the, in broad daylight, jumping out of my car uh, in full view of at least two people that I know are there and and just letting it go. Um, so, yeah, she drove away and uh, had actually she had to turn around and drive past us to get back to where she was going. You know, what's really strange is if she had gone on the main drag where she came from two blocks in either direction. Uh, going one way, there's a gas station going the other way, there is uh CVs. So she could have i I, I want to say you know this woman could have gotten to a bathroom, but maybe that just goes to show how much of an emergency it was because obviously it was an emergency nobody <laughs> no I hope nobody is uh you know driving around the city of Madison looking for the perfect young tree to shit on uh i can't imagine there is so that is my story and uh I, i'll probably tell it again at our uh, at our next story slam event which is february 20th at the wilmar center uh the theme is road trips so maybe i'll throw in uh at the beginning something about going on a road trip with my family and having to stop to use the bathroom and i can maybe tie that story in there Uh, So what else can we talk about on this small, tiny episode? I still don't know what I'm going to call these episodes. Uh, I'm sure before I post this one, I'll come up with something. You know, we have the Story Slam episodes where we record our Story Slam events and post them and people are telling stories in those. And then we have the Long Slam episodes where it's me and a guest or maybe two guests and we're doing a long-form interview. Uh, These ones I'm not sure what I'll I'll call – Um, but, uh, I'll have to figure something out. Um, you know, we've got, uh, some new competition in town. If you haven't heard, the moth, uh, has, um, landed in Madison. Um, they were, uh, the, the Isthmus did a front page cover story about the moth coming to Madison. Um, we got some really good coverage in that article. I was interviewed by the writer and, um, featured pretty heavily uh, in the article, and uh, I think that contributed quite a bit to our last story slam in January, um, having a ton of people there. I think we had uh, uh it was about over. I know it was a over 150. I would say it was close to 156, 57. Um, so that that contributed heavily to that, and uh, so we got the we got the moth in town, and it, it is competition. I do look at it that way. Um, when I first learned that they were coming to town, I was very intimidated. I was very nervous. I was very um, scared. You know, Story Slam is something that I have poured my heart and my life into for uh, three, four years now. And um, it just feels like right now is the time over the last couple months that we've really started to take off in a, in a direction that's been really cool. And all of a sudden I learned the the moth was coming and, and I just felt like, well, we're going to get killed. We're, we're going to get run out of town and people are not going to come to us anymore because the moth has, um, you know, this budget and they've got a national radio show. They've got this, that and the other. Uh, I, I am not so much that way anymore. I, I feel like um, I feel like only good can come from it. I feel like the moth being in Madison will elevate the art of storytelling and will will drive people to the other events in town like us um and you know we're we are very similar to what the moth is we when we started um we were basically model modeled after the moth um but we're also very different um the moth is at uh at um the high noon saloon and they're a ticketed event it's it's um it's i think ten dollars to get in it's on a monday night um it's ten dollars to get in and you have to sign up uh to maybe tell a story you basically sign a piece of paper and put your name in a hat and if you're one of the ten lucky names that get drawn you get to tell a story whereas we are free um you can come to Madison Story Slam and not pay a cent and come in and have a great time. You can bring your own food. You can bring non-alcoholic beverages. Um, You know, we're sponsored by Ale Asylum. So they have, they have requested that people don't bring beer anymore uh, that they don't bring. They want to be the only brewery represented at Madison Story Slam. So we're free. And basically if you come to Madison Story Slam and want to tell a story, you will get on stage that night. I think there's only been uh, once or twice that we have run out of time and not been able to get everybody on stage. And uh, what's great about that is I, would, I was telling somebody this this week that uh, 90% of the people who tell stories at Madison Story Slam don't come intending to tell a story. Whereas I feel like at The Moth, people are probably signing up right away, and they've probably got more than 10 people signing up. There's probably 20, 25 people who are hoping to get a story told that night, but only 10 people's names get drawn. So at Madison Story Slam, you come, there's maybe three people signed up. We we do the first three stories and take a break. If you don't know, that's what we do. We do three stories, take a break, three stories, take a break, three stories, take a break, break, and, and so on. Um, so we do our first three stories. You've maybe had a beer or a beer and a half when the first break comes up and during those first three stories, you heard something that reminded you of something else about your life and a story that you have that is sort of on theme or there's a way that you can kind of tie it into the theme. Or maybe you heard me say at the beginning, here's what our theme is, but if you've got a good story, we want to hear it. Like the whole point of this is to hear a good story. Um, so you, then you can come, come sign up. I mean, I've had people, we, we go from seven to 10. That's when we do stories on Saturday nights. And, uh, I've had people as late as nine forty five come up and say, Hey, I want to tell a story. Is there still room? And I'll put them on the list. Um, that's why oftentimes if you come to story slam towards the end, you'll hear me say, okay, usually, uh, for the, for the whole of the night, we've been doing five to 10 minute stories. Now we only each story can only be five minutes. And very often, when we start limiting the the amount of time to five minutes, those those stories at the end tend to be really good because people try and hit their cues and they, they try and hit the best parts of the story and they leave out the fluff, which is great. Um, so, like I said, we're 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 just different enough. We're on a we're on a weekend on a Saturday, um, you know, during the summer and the nicer months. Uh, Saturday nights get kind of difficult. We get kind of slow because people want to be outside, but in these winter months, we we really get a lot of numbers. Uh, December, January, February, and sometimes March, we hit a big number um, because people in Madison are looking for a fun thing to do uh, that's free. Um, and I, honestly, I think we are. I I know I'm biased. But, as unbiased as I can be, I think this I think Madison Story Slam is the coolest free event in Madison. Um, it's just fun, especially in the winter months um, so yeah, uh I'm not as worried about the moth anymore. It'll be good. Um, what else can we talk about here? Oh you know we uh if, if you if you don't know, um, we are releasing a best of c d at the uh, next Story Slam, February 20th. Road trips is the theme. Uh, But the Best Of CD is just a collection. uh, We've been recording each Story Slam since, let's see, November of 2014. So that's something like, um, I know we've got over 15 or, I I don't know, maybe close to 20 Story Slams recorded. I'm trying to think. Uh, we usually take off June and July, so I don't know. I, it's hard to do the math on the fly. Um, 10, uh, yeah, something like 16 or 17 Story Slams. So we had a lot to choose from. Um, we we took, well, we. When I say we, uh, I'm usually referring to myself. I, I run this show. Uh, my wife helps uh, in the kitchen at the Story Slams, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but oftentimes, when you hear me say "we," it's really just me. So I I had a lot to choose from from the recordings. I took my favorite stories. Basically, I asked a few um, a few listeners uh, who I'm friendly with to just say, "Hey, I throw out some of your memorable stories that you've heard at story slams. What what has stuck out to you?" So I got a few um, a, a little bit of input from people and kind of took that and just my own favorite stories. I I took about a week to listen through everything and edit them down to what I wanted. And uh, on this first one, um, uh, we've got 11 stories. I have uh, already nine more that I want to put on the next Best Of CD. So we're doing... It's called Madison Story Slam. These are their stories. Um, The font and the whole cover of it is... uh, is design, designed after Law & Order. So it's Madison Story Slam, These Are Their Stories, Volume 1. So I'm not sure when or if we'll do a Volume 2. It depends on how um, how these first 100 CDs sell. Um, we, we have 100 physical copies, and then we can also sell um, digital copies. And the way we're doing the digital copies is... Um, we're selling them for the same price as the physical copies um, but you have to you have to buy the digital copy in person um, and when you buy it you're getting a card that has a website and a code on it um, and so you would go there and put in that code and it will download to your computer um, we did not put it on put it on iTunes um, for all, for a few different reasons but just mainly the simplicity of what we were going for it worked better to use bandcamp and uh eventually we'll put it um on bandcamp uh just like unrestricted unhidden <clears throat> so you can just find it and listen to it um but i think for the f- before for now we're going to leave it leave it the way it is um so uh, look for that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way that we could maybe sell it, uh, sell the codes online. I'm not quite sure. We could do PayPal, things like that, but I'm not quite positive um, the way I want to take it. Um, other than that, you know, um, we're, we're chugging along with this. We, we had a, uh, we've had two different radio stations in town approach us about um, doing a radio show and, and basically taking the recordings of the Story Slam events and putting them on the radio, uh, I am still in talks with them, uh, I'm not sure which direction we're going to go, it is, um, it's a little bit more work for me, it's quite a bit more work for me actually, because, um, of the editing that I would have to do, Uh, you know, a lot of our stories use words and have content that wouldn't necessarily be suitable for radio, and, um, uh, so yeah, that is what I'm trying to figure out. We've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, uh, and really, you know, our success really depends on you guys and coming to the story slams, listening to the podcast, um, all that kind of stuff. We 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 love what I love. I say we. Uh, I love story slam. I love uh, doing it. I love putting it on. Uh, I hope it continues for a long time. Um, so. But it's really up to you guys. Uh, If you guys stop coming, then we're screwed. (laughs) But I'm sure you guys won't stop coming. Um, So anyway, I think that's going to wrap this show up. Uh, Again, February 20th, we have Story Slam Road Trips. We'll be at the Wilmar Center at 7 o'clock. I would get there before 7. Uh, In January, uh, we had... uh, by 6.30, every chair and every table was taken. We we had a ton of people just standing. So, yeah, be there at the Wilmar Center um, before 7. I would get there maybe around a little bit before 6.30. Um, and then on February 22nd, that's a Monday, uh, I am actually uh, being... I was asked to uh, speak at kind of like a podcasting seminar at the Madison Central Library um, and just kind of... Me and two other guys, uh, Scott Gordon from Tone Madison and Dylan Brogan from Wart, are doing a seminar uh, on podcasting and how to get into it and how to run it and make sure you're doing your stuff and how to stay in it and make money from it. Um, So, not that I make a ton of money from this, but I make a little bit. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, And speaking of that, uh, I really would like to thank our sponsor, uh, Ale Asylum, for everything they do for us. Uh, Please go support them and tell them that you are a patron of Madison Story Slam. And anyway, love you guys. Thanks. Bye.